0: Today, we continue to enjoy our Easter season. The Gospel writing, not the Gospel, the New Testament lesson for today's um, sermon comes from the, God, the, Apostle, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9, the first 20 verses. Let us hear God's word to us. Meanwhile, Still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for a letter to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. what you are to do. The men who were traveling with Saul stood speechless because they heard the voice but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. For three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tersus named Saul. At this moment, he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who invoke your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is an instrument whom I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I myself will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias went and entered the house. He laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the way here has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. For several days he was in with the disciples in Damascus, and immediately he began to pr- proclaim Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the spring of 1997, Will and I led a mission trip to India. It was a small group, and except for the two of us, no one has ever been to India before. Among the group, there was a self-proclaimed video cameraman by the name of Ralph. These were the days when the video cameras were bulky and came with an attached microphone. Do you remember those big ones that people carry around like this? Ralph was very faithful in taking videos of every possible interesting sight. Gradually, Will and I became aware of the fact that as he videotaped, Ralph Ralph recorded a running commentary. It was great fun to listen to him because he really had little idea of what he was seeing. But that didn't stop our good old Ralph. And for him, the Taj Mahal became a palace instead of a tomb. A political party procession became a wedding, a wedding became a band concert, sorghum apparently grew to Ralph in the middle of a mustard field, and a brick factory became a stadium under construction. It was quite fun. As we listened to Ralph, we realized he was applying his American experiences to the interpretation of what he was seeing in India. Then, of course, from a story source I dearly love, we have wonderful stories of struggling to understand what is being seen, and these have titles like Piglet Meets a Hufflepuff," and in which Pooh and Piglet go hunting and nearly catch a woozle. The scariest story of all is Tigger comes to the forest and had breakfast. This story is scariest to me because Tigger is not imaginary. He is real and he bounces into other creatures. He arrives hungry and says everyone's favorite food is his favorite food until he tries it. Fortunately for everyone else and for Roo, Tigger really only likes Roo's medicine. And of course, different people who have these stories read to them, hear and understand them differently. They may think a Pooh story is actually about Picklet, or they may think Pooh is a silly old bear when he really is a very brave. In our lesson today, the story of Saul on the road to Damascus from Acts chapter nine is also a story that can be understood in different ways. In the past, I have read this story and always thought it was a conversion story. Saul of Tarsus is converted by God's intervention to believe in Jesus' resurrection and to stop persecuting the followers of Jesus. Actually, it could also be read as the last of the Easter resurrection appearances. Or we could read it as a sending story in which God sent Ananias to rescue the blinded Saul. There is a wonderful saying my husband, Will, likes to quote. The greatest obstacle to knowledge is what you think you already know. Believe me, he likes to tell me that. (laughs) What makes conversion difficult is that we hold so tightly onto what we think we already know. We ended up blinding ourselves from learning new and more helpful ways. For there to be a real conversion, a revolution of how we think is required. Revolutions are hard work. Most of us would rather stay where we are. We would rather not convert. In our story in Acts chapter 9, we have the religious fanatic named Saul on his way to persecute Christians near Damascus as he had done so to the Christians in Jerusalem. Saul believed that God only chose and loved the Jewish people. God rescued and led them. God tested and disciplined them. God promised a Messiah to bring a new world order, and God called his people to be faithful and obedient. Saul believed Jesus could not be the Messiah because Jesus did not lead an army or unite a country or defeat Romans. Jesus failed and was killed, according to Saul's belief. To Saul, the idea of resurrection was foolish and delusional. It was impossible. The Christians and their stories had to be stopped. Saul was convinced that it was his duty and call to stop the Christians from teaching the resurrection story. So God intervened and stopped Saul from persecuting Christians. God appeared to Saul in a brilliant vision and Saul saw the risen and living Jesus and hears Jesus speak to him. From the moment Saul understands Jesus is really risen, he knows all of his old ways of thinking are wrong. Jesus appeared to Saul and Saul sees the risen Jesus and everything became different to Saul. Saul is a convert now. Some scholars suggest this story is the last of the major Easter resurrection appearance stories. The women before this, the women were the first to see Jesus. The apostles and disciples in various grouping and settings see Jesus. Many other people, we are told, saw the risen Jesus. Saul certainly thought that what happened to him on the road to Damascus was the resurrection appearance. Saul, who became Paul later, wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 8, Last of all, as to one ultimately born, Jesus appeared also to me, for I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me has not been in vain. George Weigel, a Roman Catholic theologian and commentator, wrote an article in the Washington Post this Easter called The Easter Effect. He said that the rapid growth of Christianity can only be explained by the effect seeing the risen Jesus had on people. Once you see the risen Jesus and believed, your whole life is turned upside down. The way you see the world is changed. The meaning and purpose of life becomes utterly different. Life itself is transformed to become the first Step into an eternal life with God. Early believers who saw the risen Jesus felt compelled to tell the story and help others encounter Jesus for themselves. They spread out from village to village, toward the sea, toward Damascus, towards the desert, desert, and toward the Sinai and Egypt. Scholars suggested that the Easter appearance stories were so compelling and vivid that the faith grew in leaps and bounds. It went viral, we would say today. In that going out, a man in Damascus named Ananias had his own experience of Jesus and became a disciple. And then, in Saul's experience on the road to Damascus, Saul saw Jesus and the Easter effect happened to him as well. Surely, without this experience of the risen Jesus, Saul would not have become a faithful evangelist for Jesus. At heart, this story is not about Saul, it is about God using the experience of seeing the risen Jesus to transform. Hearers of Jesus' story. They become active believers who could not wait to tell about the good news to others. This time, as I read Acts chapter 9, I was particularly aware of the second human actor in the drama for the first time. Ananias hears his name called in a vision. He immediately responds, Here I am, Lord. By answering quickly and knowing who is calling him, Ananias shows he is a disciple. Ananias is immediately sent to find Saul. God told Ananias that Saul has had a vision of Ananias coming and restoring his sight. Ananias wants no part of it who can blame him because Ananias worries about how evil Saul is and how much harm he has already done to the believers, and he was there to do some more. God responds to Ananias, Go, for Saul is an instrument I have chosen to bring my name before Gentiles and kings and before the people of Israel. I am actually amazed and impressed with Ananias' Willingness to go where God sent him. The Easter effect gives Ananias the sense of urgency and courage to believe God was sending him into danger for a good reason. I believe in the end this story is a sending story. In it we are to see the effect Jesus had and has on people and we are to become such people ourselves. We are Easter people. We are a people who believe in the risen Jesus. As I look back on my own life, I am amazed at the effect the Easter resurrection story has had on my life. I have been sent by God because Jesus is risen. I am sent from Myanmar all the way to here to Church of the Palms. I actually had to look up on the map where Sarasota was. I really had no idea. You too have been sent and are being sent by God. I would like to ask, where has God sent you because of Easter? Where and to whom and with whom and for what purpose have you been sent because you believe in the risen Jesus? Where does God send us, Church of the Palms, as a family of faith? Because we are made up of Easter people. Now back to our friend Ralph Huggins. Came, Ralph came to learn what he did not know. When he got home, his third grade school teacher daughter Molly invited him to come and show his video and teach the children in her class. Ralph worked hard to get correct information about what he had really seen in India. Initially happy with his own ignorance, my friend Ralph studied until what he shared was the real deal. And in the process, Ralph's story quit being about himself. The story quit being about how strange or crazy India seemed. It quit being about how the U.S. was better in every regard. The story became to the best of Ralph Hagen's ability, a glimpse of the real India, good and bad. The Easter effect for Ananias in Acts chapter 9 in today's lesson is that God sent him to a dangerous place. When God sends us, he equips us to do the things that he sends us to do, regardless of how scary it may be. God never gives up, my friends, in calling us, So it is best to quickly say, like Ananias did, Lord, here I am. Send me. Let us pray. We thank you, O Lord, for these stories of the resurrection Easter appearances. Thank you also for transformed people who were compelled by the Easter effect to transform the world and transform our lives. Use us now as your instruments of transforming this world into a place of your love, your peace, and your justice. We ask this in the name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ himself. Amen.